Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Welcome in. This is Religionless Christianity, and it's a uh, it's Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. So Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And before we dive into this uh, special Christmas episode here, is there anything you would like to say? I just want to praise God that the two prayer requests we brought up, and it was kind of private prayer request about family members, but things are looking up for both of them. So thank you if you've been praying. So, yeah. And if you haven't been happy. praying, start praying. We want your prayers and we need your prayers. <laughs> And we want to hear from you on what your prayers are. So jump on social media with us and let us know how we can pray for you. And it is Christmas. So um, if you're just listening to the podcast, I'm sorry. But uh, if you're watching the video, we're doing ugly Christmas sweater today in honor of Christmas. So Nikki's got her nice green reindeer sweater on. And I went and found the ugliest sweater I could possibly find. It's my Detroit Lions sweater. And it makes me feel <laughs> sad inside to even wear it. So. It's the ugliest thing I could find. Put it on for Christmas. You're welcome. So uh, this is going to be a Christmas episode. And we're going to try to do it a little bit maybe different than probably other Christmas episodes, I suppose. I don't know what other Christmas episodes are doing. But we're going to try to give you sort of a flavor of what our future episodes are going to look like. You're familiar. We just kind of changed up the format a little bit of how we do our show. So. That's what we're going to be doing here, but I have a prayer request before we get rolling on that, and mine, uh, I just had a friend of mine in the Air Force who sent me an article, and I got it right here, and the article comes from airforcemag.com, and it says, 2,000 Airmen Airmen and Guardians are denied COVID-19 vaccine religious exemptions, and then it goes on to say, that uh, the Air Force and the Space Force commands have turned down more than 2,000 requests for religious accommodations while approving none. So they're batting 1,000 there for turning down religious exemptions. And I know everybody is, you know, somewhere on the spectrum of how they feel about COVID and the vaccines, but there are people who have real objections to those Mm -hmm. and their careers and lives are being affected because of that. So Again, whatever your stance on the vaccine and all that stuff is, is fine. But as Christians, we should be praying for those who are in need. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a, a good cause, I think. Pray for them that wherever their faith lies, it would be strong and not waver. And that their families would be taken care of. Yeah. Um, whatever their the shakeout happens to be with um, all of this. It says in the article as well that there's another 8,600 airmen Mm -hmm. or maybe there's 8600 total who are still waiting on their exemptions so that number could balloon up pretty high Hmm. if all of those get denied so i never knew how many there were that were had put in for religious exemption looks like about around 10 percent ish or so i think there's around 110,000 people in the air force so uh yeah so keep those in your prayers those folks in your prayers and then Again, we know you're busy today. It's Christmas. It's a wonderful day. <laughs> I have my own feelings on it. Um, 
as we sink another oh, couple quit. thousand dollars into gifts. But we love it. It's awesome. No, it's because we have three birthdays as well. Yes, we do. All the birthdays and all the Christmas gifts. And yeah, um, we're trying to remind ourselves that it's about Jesus. So that's what we're going to try to remind you guys about. So in this shortened episode, we're going to try to keep it short and sweet. Um, and I know we promised you guys our next episode would be on marriage. Uh, unfortunately, Christmas happens to be the next episode date. <laughs> so we're going to skip that one till next week. And then we'll dive into um, looking at the wife part of a marriage with uh, Nikki kind of being the focus there. So if you're not subscribed, if you're not getting your notifications, um, take a second to do that so you don't miss those episodes. They should be pretty good. Um, but today, it's all about Christmas. So um, what we want to do for today is just to share sort of a Christmas devotional um, that I found really wonderful to read. Um, mm -hmm. It comes from a devotion that was written by our main man, uh, our namesake here, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Um, and it comes from a, basically a devotional book that he wrote. And we'll have that link down in the description. You can go check mm -hmm. that out if you want. Um, so we're going to read through that devotional. And then um, we'll follow that up with a Christmas recommendation. If you're trying to figure out something to do for the day. Uh, we'll give you a recommendation there. And then we also, because we've been out of the news for so long, and that's supposed to be a part of this show, is talking about the news. We found an article that kind of ties in pretty well with our recommendation. So we're going to just share that article with you guys, discuss that a little bit, and then we'll end this episode again with a pretty powerful Christmas quote from, again, our main man, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. <laughs> so... Uh, this reading, and Nikki's going to read it for you guys here in just a second, it actually comes from a devotional, like I said, that Dietrich Bonhoeffer wrote. Um, and he finishes this devotional off with a letter that Bonhoeffer wrote while he was actually imprisoned at Tegel Prison, which is a Nazi prison camp in 1943, um, a year and a half before he would die in a uh, another Nazi prison camp. So that's pretty neat to keep in mind. So. Um, yeah, if you want to read this devotional, baby, and then we can dive into the rest of it. The Advent season is a season of waiting. Jesus stands at the door knocking, Revelation 3.20. In total reality, he comes in the form of the beggar, of the dissolute human child in ragged clothes, asking for help. He confronts you in every person that you meet. As long as there are people, Christ will walk the earth as your neighbor, as the one through whom God calls you, speaks to you, makes demands on you. That is the great seriousness and great blessedness of the Advent message. Christ is standing at the door. He lives in the form of a human being among us. Do you want to close the door or open it? It may strike us as strange to see Christ in such a near face, but he said it, and those who withdraw from the serious reality of the Advent message cannot talk of the coming of Christ in their heart. Christ is knocking. It's still not Christmas, but it's also still not the great last Advent, the last coming of Christ. Through all the Advents of our life that we celebrate runs the longing for the last Advent, when the word will be, See, I am making all things new, Revelation 21.5. The Advent season is a season of waiting, but our whole life is an Advent season. 
that is a season of waiting for the last advent, for the time when there will be a new heaven and a new earth. Yeah, I just love that devotional. Obviously, he talks about it's not yet Christmas. This is day one of his devotional. So it, <laughs> it's looking forward to Christmas. But yeah. I just love that because, you know, people have their feelings about Christmas and, you know, even as you get into more religious circles, you know, well, it's not an official Christian holiday, but, no, you know, I think that idea of celebrating Christmas because you're remembering Christ yeah. coming as a child, but that mm -hmm. focus also being on he's coming again, mm -hmm. that final advent is what all of us Christians right. should be longing for and praying for that Christ would come soon for that final advent when there is a new heaven and a new earth. And like our hope for you, our hope for us in the madness of Christmas is that that's what we can be focused on that. Yeah, man, it's, it's good today. And it's good to look back on Christ and all that he did, but he's coming again. And that should be like, renew that hope and that joy in your heart that all these struggles will end all the, you know, yeah. credit card bills will be gone <laughs> someday. And Christ, you're going to see him you know, as he is, you know, and that should, it gives me hope, brings me a lot of joy to read that. You know how we, we always look forward to Christmas and it's always like looking forward to it is always better than the day of Christmas. You're like, oh, that's it. All right. It's over. Now what are we going to do? But it's like when we look forward to Jesus coming and we're excited about it, but we're not going to be disappointed when he comes. If we're found in him, it's going to be like, better than what we were anticipating. <laughs> yeah, like you always, you know, buy your kids those 30 gifts and they like one you know, out of the 30 <laughs> that they play with and it costs, you know, like the cheapest gift you bought. And, you know, like she said, 30 minutes after they open the gifts, it's done and you're just cleaning dishes. But no, you got to space it out throughout the day, not all at once. And you're just left in a big pile of just ribbons and ripped up paper and you're just looking at a mess and you're like, was this worth it? Don't do it like yeah. that. Space no. it out. Don't do it like that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we're going to have that perpetual, in a sense, if you will, for lack of a better uh, analogy, perpetual Christmas morning, you know, in heaven when mm -hmm. Christ comes and it's never going to get old. It's always going to be getting yeah. better. And so that's just super encouraging. And then I just want to end on this little uh, final quote that they had down there, this letter. Um, that Bonhoeffer wrote to his parents from 1943. Mm. And he writes, we can and should also celebrate Christmas despite the ruins around us. I think of you as you now sit together with the children and with all the Advent decorations, as in earlier years you did with us. We must do all this even more intensively because we do not know how much longer we have. Now, obviously, he was talking about Nazi Germany, and the world seemed like it was ending then. And I'm sure for a lot of us believers out there, the world's mad right now. It's insane right now. So I think that, you know, quote where he says, we must do all this even more intensively. So, you know, take that seriously, that message of Christ coming to earth and his second coming all the more seriously as the world gets more and more godless and insane, you know, because. We don't know how much longer we have to be openly celebrating the birth of our Lord. You know, it doesn't have to always be this easy. So I yeah. think that's a good message to remember. Mm -hmm. Do you have any last thoughts on that uh, excellent devotional? Mm -mm. 
I highly encourage you guys to go check out that devotional. Those are affiliate links. So if you buy it, it'll help us out a little bit with a small percentage, but Bonhoeffer's amazing. Um, that devotional is amazing. I know it's a little bit late in the season for Christmas recommendations, but if you buy it now, you'll have it for next year. So, <laughs> and that'll help you out then. But so moving on to our recommendation, cause we don't want to leave you guys empty handed. Um, and this may not be super earth shattering, but our Christmas uh, day recommendation for you, you know, is to sit down with your family and watch the Chosen's Christmas special if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, I believe it's called The Messengers, and we really liked it, thought it was really well mm-hmm. done. It's pretty long. The entire episode's about two and a half hours long, but there's a lot of like, you know, talking and singing and songs. It's kind of like a whole event yeah big production. you know kind of a big production but you can skip all that and just go to the actual episode which is only about 45 minutes long and you know it tells the birth of christ and it's done really well just like all the chosen episodes are Mm -hmm. Um, so that is our recommendation for you is take 45 minutes to an hour out of your day sit down with your kids your family Mm -hmm. members and uh just enjoy that show it's really well done and you know they always can tug at your heartstrings and stuff like that when they're uh, telling the story of Jesus. So it's a really good recommendation, I think. That's why we went with it. (laughs) So in that same vein, digging into the news for the week, um, our news article ties in with The Chosen, and we found (laughs) this news article. um, It's funny. The news article comes from a website called Spiritual Spiritual? Direction. This is a podcast. You should know how to talk. Um, spiritualdirection.com. And it's called On the Perpetual Virginity of Mary and the Limits of the Chosen. And I saw that. And I was like, oh, Catholics are none too pleased. So it's funny. We were like getting ready to do, to do this episode. And a uh, friend from church texted me. And he's like, hey, what are you guys doing? And I told him, hey, we're about to record our Christmas episode. He's like, oh, well, what are you talking about? He was like, what angle are you going to talk about Christ? You know, what angle are you going to take? So I told him, we're going to talk about the perpetual virginity of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And he just texted back like, that sounds good, dot, dot, dot. I was like, no, it doesn't. It sounds crazy. Don't let me go on air talking about that stuff. You need to correct me. So um, it was kind of funny. But we wanted to kind of pull this up in sort of as a, I guess, a study sesh for you guys, um, because we all know Catholic views on things are not our views on all things. I gotta say, I never knew, I, I don't know, I'm sure I was taught it, I used to go to Catholic school, but I never knew about the perpetual, like, I didn't know that they thought that she didn't give birth naturally. It was just a yeah. supernatural birth, so... Yeah, and that's what they say here, and it's written by this Father McDonald, and um, you know he's basically saying in the article that they like the chosen Catholics like the chosen. It's done really well, but you need to be leery of the misrepresentation of Mary in the birth of Christ in the Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. So he says in here, um, let me see if I can find it. Uh, anyways, I have the article pulled up here. Let me get it on screen. Um, He says, yet in its recent Christmas special, The Messengers, its depiction of the Virgin Mary and the birth of Jesus fell flat of conveying the full revealed truth given to us regarding the perpetual virginity of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Hmm. 
And you might be saying to yourself, well, what revealed truth is that? I'd be mm-hmm. interested in. Well, it's not scripture. <laughs> and he'll even go on to explain that in this article. Um, it's just essentially others throughout Catholic church history that have revealed that truth. They revealed it, but where did they get the truth from? No, it's a good question. <laughs> you have to read the article to find out. Um, but he does go on in there to explain what these supposed truths are. And one of the truths, and one of the ones that Nikki kind of mentioned that he has a problem with um, from the chosen, is he says, the perpetual virginity of Mary also holds that at the appointed time our Lord left the womb of Mary, he did so in a miraculous manner without physical violation of the bodily integrity of her virginity. And I was like, because, you know, I've obviously known about the, you know, Virgin Mary being a virgin thing, you know, Catholics hold to. But I was not aware that, like, even in their faith, it isn't just that Jesus was, you know, conceived in the Immaculate Conception, but it's also that he was in an Immaculate and miraculous birth to where they say even his birth didn't violate Mary's virginity, which I don't know how that violates virginity. Why would virginity. that matter? But, yeah. Um, yeah, like, so basically, she was a virgin before she conceived, during the birth, and then forever after. Is that what they think about virgin birth? Like, I don't know. It's just- well, that's not even the worst part. And again, this is catholic doctrine that we obviously have issues with that most people do but it's definitely worth a read very information packed in here so if you are curious to know where they come up with these beliefs and why definitely read this article it's really good but they mentioned in there um they say something about mary as the sinless soul and -hmm. they make that point in there and like it's just hard to fathom how they come to that point of view because I'm sure it's not the first time that they've had the question of like, well, then why did Jesus come? And if she wasn't immaculately conceived, how was she sinless? And a lot of stuff in there. Jesus just could have appeared from heaven unless being like a baby found in a basket like Moses or something. (laughs) Who knows? But it's very good um, because a lot of us know about the Catholic some of the Catholic doctrine and stuff, but we don't understand really where they get it from. So this article is pretty good on that. Yeah. Well, I was just curious and I was looking up, I'm always looking in the concordance and the word uh, delivered. Cause I wanted to know, I'm like, well, it says that she delivered him. And so I go and I compare it to the word, um, what it's talking about Elizabeth giving birth to John the Baptist. And it's the same word. Well, and it, it also means travail. So Mary gave birth the same way Elizabeth gave birth, and it was painful. And they want to say it was painless for Mary, but there's it doesn't say that in Scripture that it was painless. <laughs> yeah, very odd, but very informative. Um, so go give that a look and watch The Chosen, because um, even the Catholics like it, though they disagree with parts of it. So everyone likes it. So go watch it. <laughs> But um, as we get ready to end this, honey, do you have any last words before I read this last Bonhoeffer quote? No. Nope. All right. So I would just like to say Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for being a part of Religionless Christianity. Um, We love doing this show. 
We love interacting with you guys and praying for you. Uh, we've had an opportunity to meet some uh, very intelligent, very helpful, thoughtful um, Christians along the way, and we're very blessed for that. And we hope that, you know, 2022 will be even better. We'll have more interaction, more engagement with you guys. And, you know, we're starting to do that with the devotionals. So if you haven't checked those out yet, go check the devotionals out. They're on Rumble. They're on the podcast. Uh, we do them daily on TikTok. So you can go check those out. So without further ado, the Dietrich Bonhoeffer quote. And he says, for the great and powerful of this world, there are only two places in which their courage fails them, of which they are afraid deep down in their souls, from which they shy away. These are the manger and the cross of Jesus Christ. No powerful person dares to approach the manger. And this even includes King Herod. For this is where thrones shake, the mighty fall, the prominent perish, because God is with the lowly. Here the rich come to nothing, because God is with the poor and hungry. But the rich and satisfy, he sends away empty. Before Mary, the maid, before the manger of Christ, before God and lowliness, the powerful come to naught. They have no right, no hope. They are judged. We love you guys. God bless.